Hi, this is Jamie Crawford, Worldwide Evangelist with Breakthrough Ministries, pastor of Epicenter Church in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Thanks for downloading our Wow God podcast. Make sure to subscribe to get our latest podcast. We appreciate your partnership. It helps keep our ministry going. We hope you enjoy our podcast. Well, we'll just dive right into the Word. Uh, tonight, I don't, I don't even have a title for this message tonight. I was telling Josh, he goes, don't worry if you get a title during the middle of your message, Dad, I can type it right on in. <laughs> uh, but I haven't uh, really been given a title for this. I usually always have a title. God always gives me a word and he probably will before the night's up. Uh, but he did give me a scripture. Hallelujah. And through this scripture, this has been uh, one of them scriptures that I've just got a hold of. Uh, it's one of, my, one of my favorite texts. And as I was studying for tonight, uh, uh, this week, um, Holy Spirit just gave me this scripture. And it just like, I, I, if you notice the last couple of services that I've preached, I've just preached the scripture and, and that's what I'm going to do again tonight, is I'm just going to preach the Scripture. Because the Scripture says all that we need. Amen? You know, the Bible says the Word will not return to His empty. It will not return to His void. His Word will see us through every situation, whatever you're going through. And, and I feel like that this is for somebody tonight, because you're going through a battle. And you need to know how to get out of the battle that you're in. We'll just, we'll just entitle it, Coming Out of the Battle. How's that? Coming Out of the Battle. You know, when you go into the battlefield, you always got to go in prepared. You always have to go in prepared when you go into the battlefield. Uh, when people uh, uh, go into the battlefield uh, in, in armed forces, they go in and they're, they're prepared. They're, they're clothed with the battle. Uh, with the with the clothing that needs to go into that battle, and and tonight I just feel that this word is for uh, coming out of the battle. This is this is a word for us tonight. Uh, and if you have your Bibles, I want you just to uh, turn over to First Peter chapter number five and verse number six. And this is one of those highlight scriptures. Okay, your points are going to be right here in the scripture, so it's going to be real easy for you just to be able to point them out and in fact whenever I was going through this I just took my Bible and I just put point one, point two, point three. And I just went ahead and went right through my points uh, on the on the scripture. So first Peter chapter number five and verse number six through eleven. The Bible says, Humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand, that he will lift you up in due time. Everybody say due time. Cast all your anxieties upon him because he cares for you. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the whole world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while will himself restore you Make you strong, firm, steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. 
You know, as we look at this scripture, you know, Peter was coming out of a battle. <laughs> we, we may be in the middle of a battle right now. But whatever battle we're going up against, we can take and look at the Word of God and how people come out of battles. Uh, how they come out of situations in their life. I mean, Peter was in a situation, and so he co he's coming out of the battle. How is he doing it? He's doing it through the Word of God. And we got to rely on the Word of God, no matter what we're going through, no matter what situation we're up against, we've got to rely on His Word. And we just, you know, basically what we're doing is we're just getting back to the basics. You know, we, we overthink ourselves too much. We, we overthink ourselves, we outthink ourselves, uh, you know, we just, we put too much pressure on ourselves, especially as Christians, we put too much pressure on ourselves, instead of just relying on God. And, and Peter talks about how to overcome that, how to come out of the battle. And, and ways we can come out of the battle is, if we look at this scripture tonight, we find our first point right there in verse number six humble yourself sometimes we just got to humble ourselves. we got to humble ourselves under whatever circumstance that we're going through uh, we got to humble ourselves in the situation that we're in right now whatever you might be battling whatever you might be facing we we're not humbling ourselves to that situation we're humbling ourselves before god and when we humble ourselves before God, we're actually humbling ourselves before the situation because we're humbling ourselves before God because we're trusting God for the situation that we're going through. What are we calling forth right now in our church? We're calling forth a revival. We're asking God, God, send a revival. How is he going to bring a revival into the land? Is we've got to humble ourselves. We've got to humble ourselves under God's mighty hand. And, and just as I'm, I'm speaking this, the, the Lord's just given me a scripture that we need to look at uh, over in, um, I think it's Second Chronicles. Uh, I thought it was. Second Chronicles chapter number 7. I didn't give this to Josh. I just flipped over there because the Lord just gave it to me as I'm speaking it. Because we've got to humble ourselves under God's mighty hand. The Bible says in Second Chronicles chapter number 7 verse number 14. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. <laughs> I mean, there's some key things here, okay? When we humble ourselves, he says, humble ourselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land if we want to see our land healed we got to humble ourselves therefore under God's mighty hand so that he can lift us up in due season I mean not only do we humble ourselves but we humble ourselves and we pray I mean, that's something that we do here at this church is we, we pray a lot. <laughs> we pray a lot. I mean, prayer changes things. Prayer uh, gets results. We get results when we pray. Uh, some, some things that God is just stirring in us, you know, uh, we had that prayer conference back in June. And it was so powerful. And I'm still using that today. I mean, it just, every day I have used it, ever since we've done that, 
Ever since Iris and I got a hold of that prayer guide, I've done it every single day. But the Bible says we've got to humble ourselves, therefore under God's mighty hand, that he will lift us up in due season. This is our due season. As a church, this is our due, due season. It's time for us to step into the season of revival. It's time for us to step into the season of miracles, signs, and wonders. It's time for us to step into that season where we have testimony after testimony after testimony of what God is doing in our life. But the Bible says, humble yourself, therefore under God's mighty hand, that he will lift you up in due time. I I, I just feel like somebody tonight, God is about to lift you up in this season. This is your due time. It's due to you. Come on, tap your neighbor and tell them it's due to you. It's due to us tonight. I mean, God says it. All we got to do is humble ourselves under God's mighty hand. And watch what God will do. Not what man will do. But what God will do. God will do amazing things in our life if we just humble ourselves. Sometimes, if we don't humble ourselves, we'll become humble. That's a hard road to take right there. So, my, my challenge to you is just humble yourself before God. Take your needs before God. Humble them. I mean, you've heard me say this, you know, whenever I used to ask my dad things, you know, for things, I would always kind of mumble those things. Dad, Dad, I would like this, or Dad, I would like, I'd like to go fishing, you know. I, I would kind of mumble them. I wouldn't just speak them out with boldness. But God was saying, humble yourself. Just, just bring it before me. Just, just bring it with a humble heart. And, and that's what we have to do is we've got to humble ourselves before God so he can lift us up in due time. And then number two, found in verse number seven, cast all your anxiety. Cast all your anxiety. Cast it on Him because He cares for you. God cares about every situation in our life. God cares about you right now. He cares about what you're going through right now. And He just wants us to cast our cares. Cast, cast what is, is, is bogging you down. Come on. He's saying, cast your worries. Come on. Some of you don't just have one worry, but you have many worries. And God's saying, cast them all on me. Give them to me. See what I can do with them. Uh, Wouldn't it be better to give our worries and our anxieties to God instead of just carrying them around? Because we're carrying around extra baggage. We're carrying around a lot of extra baggage. And, and God doesn't want us to carry around extra baggage. When you carry around extra baggage, guess what happens? It starts hurting your back. Come on, it starts, <laughs> starts hurting your hips. Why? Because you're carrying extra baggage. I mean, when you go out and you go jogging, you don't, you don't put... Uh, not saying I do go jogging, okay, Cameron? I don't. <laughs> But if you, if you ever see me jogging, then you, you look behind me because something's chasing me. <laughs> but, but if you ever go out walking or any exercise, I mean, you don't go out with a bunch of stuff. You don't pack everything. You don't pack it. You want to go as light as you can. 
And, and that's the same way with our Christian walk. He doesn't want you to carry around the baggage because you're going to carry around the baggage and next thing you know, you're going to, your, your back's going to be hurting. It, it, it's going to make you start walking around with a limp because you got heaviness on you. And, 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 but God wants us to cast everything. That's why He said, cast all. All our anxiety on Him. Every bit of our anxiety, not just part of it. I mean, because that's what we want to do. We, we want to be able to carry something and say that we did this or we did that. But if we do it in the name of the Lord and say, God, I want your will to be done. I want you to get glory out of everything that I'm doing. So the only way He can do that is we've got to cast everything, all our anxiety. Anything that makes you anxious. Anything that makes you worried. We got to give it to him. I mean, some of you, it might be your family. You got to give your family to God. Uh, some of you, it may be your job. I mean, you're carrying around burdens of your job and, and you're wondering, God, you know, why am I not getting the promotion? And because you're worrying about what happened yesterday. Worry about what's happening today and cast all your anxiety on Him. Why? Because He cares for you. He cares about you. He cares about you. That's why He's saying, cast your anxiety on me. Cast all your worry. Cast your baggage. Quit carrying your baggage. I wish I had my bag of bricks tonight. I have a backpack of bricks and I used them in my evangelism. Might have used them here, I can't remember. Uh, and they had all the, all the baggage that we carry around all the time. Sometimes that baggage is just unforgiveness. You know, sometimes it's bitterness. Sometimes it's anger. Sometimes it's resentment. Whatever it might be, we've got to cast it all on God. And get, we, need to, we need to dump it all. <laughs> we need to dump it all. <laughs> we just need to load it up and just dump it out. Where can we do it? We can do it right here at the altars by giving it to God. And, and that's what he wants us to do. Cast it. Cast it. Take your, take your line and cast it out there. And then cut the line off. Sometimes that's what we've got to do. Cast all our cares on Him. Let Him carry the load. Let Him carry the worry. Let Him carry... That, that's why He went to the cross. That's why Jesus went to the cross. So that He can carry our burdens. He's already carried them. He's just waiting for us to cast it on Him. Cast it on him and, and get it under the, under the blood. Get the, get the junk under the blood. Cast all your anxiety upon him. Because why? He cares for you. Jesus cares for you. And then number three. Found in verse number eight. It says, Be self controlled hmm. sometimes that's hard too be self-controlled not only be self-controlled but be self-controlled and alert be self-controlled 
and alert. We've got to be alert to what's going on around us. We've just got to be alert. We, gotta, we, we can't walk around defeated all the time. We've got to walk around with victory in, in, our, in our heart. We've got to walk around uh, with less worry on our heart by saying, God, I'm going to be alert because I know that the enemy is going to come in. He's going to come in in every different direction. If he hasn't come in yet, he's, he's looking for a way in. He's looking for your weakness. He's looking for a weak point. And, and, but, but point number three, be self-controlled and alert. Be self-controlled and alert. Know what's going on. Why? Because the enemy prowls around like a roaring, roaring lion. Seeking for somebody to devour. Now, I want you to see something about a lion. Let's see if I can find this. You walk in fear of the lion, you lose three things. I want you to see something about a lion. A lion sleeps 20 hours a day. Okay? He sleeps 20 hours a day. So, guess what? He's only up for four hours. And, but the word says that we've got to be self-controlled and alert because the lion roars around the the devil roars around like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour and if you look at the lion the lion has a loud roar and he tries to bring fear and doubt into our lives see it, you walk in fear of the lion you lose three things you lose number one you lose love Number two, you lose power. And number three, you lose a sound mind. You lose three different things. You lose three different things in your mind. Uh, you lose love, you lose power, and you lose a sound mind. And that's exactly what the enemy wants to do, is the louder he can roar... Come on, are you with me tonight? The louder he roars, the more confusion he tries to bring into our, into our life. Uh, but we've got to know that we've got to be self-controlled and alert. We've got to be alert on everything that the enemy is going to try to throw at us. He wants to try to steal your joy. He wants to try to steal the love in your heart. He wants to try to steal the compassion that you have for God, the, the passion you have for God. He's trying to steal all of those different things and he's trying to roar it right out of our life. I mean, when a, when a lion roars, it's loud. I mean, you've probably been to the zoo and you probably heard them roar. I mean, even their growl can, can scare you. Uh, you know, the deepness of that growl. But, we, but that's why Peter's saying we've got to stay alert at all times because the enemy's going to try to do everything. He's going to try to be like that roaring lion in our life. Uh, number four. 
Now let's look at number four. Four is found in verse number nine. Resist the enemy. We got to resist the enemy. You know, the Bible says the power of life and death is in the tongue. And we have the power to be able to resist the enemy. We have the power to resist what the enemy would throw at us. You know, and and it happens through our prayer. It happens through our prayer language. You know, when we're praying, we got to believe. It hasn't happened yet, but keep on praying. I mean, i got things on my prayer list that it hasn't happened yet. But you know what I'm doing? I'm not giving up. I'm still praying for them. I've got things I've been praying for years. Still hasn't happened. But I still believe that God's going to do it. I still believe that God's going to do it. I can't. And so you've got to resist the enemy that keeps telling you, no, you're not going to make it. No, you're not going to do it. No, God's not going to give you this. God's not going to do that. God's not going to do this in your family. We've got to resist the enemy. And then number, number five, stand firm in the faith that God has given us. We've got to stand firm in the faith that God has given us. Maybe I didn't send that to you, Josh. I don't know. Stand firm in the faith that God has given us. That's right there in, in verse, number, verse number 9. Resist Him and stand firm in the faith. And then whenever you stand firm in God's faith, knowing that God's not going to move the mountain. Not, God's not going to move you from the mountain. He's going to move your mountain from you. Hallelujah. He's going to remove the mountain from you. Uh, we got to just stand firm in the faith. Even though it doesn't feel like our faith is strong, you know, it's stronger than what you think. Stand firm in it. Don't resist the enemy. Uh, what, what do they tell you to do if you, if you encounter a bear or a mountain lion? Get as big as you can. <laughs> you know? Sometimes whenever we're praying, we need to get as big as we can and just say, hey, God, here I am. Enemy, I resist you in the name of Jesus. Guess what's going to happen? He's going to flee. He comes in one direction, but he's going to flee in seven different directions. That's exactly what the word says. And the word will come alive in our life when we stand firm in the faith that God has given us. We got to just stand firm. Know that God, hey, you know what? We're rooted in His Word. So stand upon God's Word. Stand upon the Word that He's placed in your heart. Because it's not going to return to you empty. It's not going to return to His void. God's going to see us through it. He's going to see us through it all. We just got to stand firm in the faith. And then this is what happens when we stand firm in the faith. God will restore you. He will restore you. There's restoration in your future. I, I'm just going to speak this to somebody tonight. There's restoration in your future. And, and it may happen right now. <laughs> There's re God is going to restore you. God is going to restore you and not only restore you, but He's going to make you strong. He's going to make you strong. 
He's going to restore you, and he's going to restore you back to better health. You know, I, I remember whenever I was little, and I, I think I was maybe in junior high or so, and uh, I was out playing football uh, with a lot bigger guys than I was. I was little tiny whenever I was in school. I got plowed over. And I'll never forget it. Whenever, and I, these two big guys, remember Big Jeff? They both land, these two big guys landed on me because I thought I could tackle them. Well, they tackled me and I ended up on the bottom of the pile. But whenever I got up, I'll never forget my, my shoulder was right down here. And I was ready to play the next play. And they're like, you need to go to the sideline. I was like, no, no. You know, I'm a little guy. I want to play with the big guys. They said, no, there's something wrong with your arm. You need to go home. Come to find out, I broke my collarbone. That's why I was way down here. And I get home. My mom takes me to the doctor. And the doctor says, you know, it's going to heal up just fine. It's a, uh, we'll put you in this brace. And, and, and it'll heal up just fine. But I want you to know that that when it heals up, you're going to have a knot on your, where your break is. Because when it heals, it's going to be stronger. Come on, are you with me tonight? It's going to be stronger than what it was before it broke. I, I, I want somebody to know whatever you're going through right now, it may be, it may be your shoulder down to here. <laughs> Come on. You may feel like your arm, your, your, your collarbone's broken and you can't hardly make it around. But the Lord's saying, stand strong in me. God will restore you and He will make you stronger. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're battling right now, know that when God gets a hold of it, He's going to make it stronger than it was. See, the doctors could only set the bone, but it was God that healed the bone. And when God healed it, He made it stronger than it was. So I don't know what your situation is tonight. The Lord's saying, it may feel broken, but God's going to make it stronger. Yeah. He, he's about to put a knot in it. Yeah. Wow. He's about to put a knot in it. So you better grab a hold of the knot tonight because God is about to make it stronger than it was before. God is about to make your situation stronger than what it was before. Why? Because all we got to do is humble ourselves before God. We got to cast our anxiety on God. We got to be alert knowing that the enemy is going to try to do everything in his power to come and kill, steal, and destroy us. Then we got to resist the enemy. You know what you do when you resist the enemy? When you're trying to resist somebody, you're pushing them back. Come on, when you're resisting them, it's a push back. What you're doing is you're telling the enemy, get back out of my life. I'm resisting you. I'm pushing you back. I don't want you in my life anymore. And then you just got to stand firm in the faith that God's given you. Stand rooted right there. Knowing that nothing's going to move you. That God's going to see you through it. God's, you're going to be the head, not the tail. You're going to be the top, not the bottom. You're going to go over, never under. You're going to be the lender, not the borrower. Amen. I, I, can I just speak this over somebody tonight? You're not going to be working for your money, but your money's going to be working for you. Amen. Say that again, Iris. Amen. Say it for me. Amen. 
You're not going to be working for money, but money's going to be working for you. Uh, God's going to turn it all around. Why? When you stand firm in the faith that God's given you, knowing, hey, God, you're going to make a way where there seems to be no way. And then, in, it, in all of it, God's going to restore it. He's going to make it stronger. He gonna, maybe it's a relationship. God, it's been broken, but God's about to restore it. And He's about to mend it. And it's going to be stronger than it was before. It's going to be stronger than it was before. I mean, look at what happened to the, uh, the father with the prodigal son. He went off, but when he came back, he became closer to his daddy. God says, I'm going to mend some relationships and you're going to be closer to your family than you ever have been. There's going to be that nod in there. That's going to be big. Just like that. I still have the knot right here. It's different than this collarbone. You might not be able to see it, but I can still feel the knot. I mean, it happened when I was in high school. Just a few years ago. But it's still, it's still knotted up. It's still, there's still a knot there. It's still that remembrance. And, and, and God says, I'm going to restore that situation and bring a remembrance. I'm going to bring that knot into your life so that you know that it's stronger than it was before. God's going to mend it all back together. God will restore. I like what Joel chapter number 2 and verse number 25 says. And I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the cankerworm and the caterpillar and the pommel worm, my great army which I sent among you. God says no matter what you've been going through, if the locust has eaten your situation, if the cankerworm has eaten it, if the caterpillar has eaten it, if the pommel worm has eaten it, God wants you to know I'm about to restore it. I'm about to restore it. I'm about to bring restoration to your situation. Wow. Restoration to your situation. Hallelujah. There's restoration that is about to flood this place tonight. There's restoration that is about to flood this place tonight. God wants you to know He is in control. He's in control. He's in control of every situation. I mean, here I had my, arm, my, my collarbone broken and it was just dangling, but God knew the whole situation. He brought it all back together. God's about to bring some things back together. That's what He's been speaking over the last couple of weeks. There's a great coming together. Just like Ezekiel, God says, there's a great coming together. I, there's a rattle that's happening in the valley. There's a rattle that's happening in Oklahoma City. There's a rattle of revival that is breaking out across this nation. It's happening in the universities. The Lord said revival is coming from young people and it's already happening right now. And God wants you to know it's the rattle is already happening. There's a rattle in the bush for each one of you because God is ready to restore what the enemy has taken away from you. And it's going to be stronger than it was. So Pam, get ready. It's going to be stronger than it was. Hallelujah. Each one of our finances is going to be stronger than what it was. Amen. I'm just speaking this to you tonight. It's going to be stronger than what it was. Why? Because you're coming out of the battle. You're coming out of the battle. 
You're coming out. Just, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they came out of the battle, they didn't even smell like smoke. They went into the fire. The flames consumed all the ropes that they were bound with. And Jesus was right there in the battle with them. But when they came out, they didn't even smell like smoke. And the Lord says, you're coming out of the battle that you're facing. The season is over. God's about to cancel that season right now. He's about to cancel that season and move you into the next one. See, God moves in seasons like our seasons are in Oklahoma. <laughs> Some seasons are quick. And some seasons last for a while. And then we have all seasons in one day. <laughs> but God wants us to know He's about to restore your season. And make it stronger than what it was. I love what He says in that word. He says, I'm going to make it stronger. Firm and steadfast. And then I like what verse 11 says. He ends it with this. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't have anything else to say. Forever and ever. Amen. Praise God. Would you stand with me tonight? Coming out of the battle. Thank you, Josh. We just got to humble ourselves. Somebody tonight, you're carrying around anxiety, you're carrying around worry. Somebody even watching tonight on Facebook Live you're or YouTube, you're, you're carrying around anxiety, you're carrying around worry, you're carrying around bitterness, anger, fear. God says, I want to turn it all around tonight. I want to turn your whole situation around tonight. Tonight is your night. You're about to go free. You're coming out of the battle. You're coming out of the battle. Just like he did for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They came out of the battle. Hmm. They got called out of the battle. By Nebuchadnezzar. And I, I, I'm going to call you out of the battle. Cameron, I'm calling you out of the battle tonight. I'm calling you out of the battle. Because God wants to restore some things. He wants to restore some things in your life. Hallelujah. He wants to restore it all tonight. To God be the glory. God wants to do the work tonight. He just wants us to do this pattern. And if we do this pattern that I just... It's just in the Word. I mean, the points I gave you is right there in the Word. You should have highlighted each one of them. And when you highlight each one of them, you can go back to your highlights. Why do we highlight things? It's just kind of like that ESPN when your Oklahoma State Cowboys are playing football. You know what they do on ESPN? They go back and they watch them. They watch the, the highlights, the things that stood out to the announcers. And then they show them over and over and over. And, you know, that's what coaches do too. They show the good things that you do. They show the good reels of your life. How you did this play and that play and this other play. 
and, and, and whenever they do that, it encourages them to go out and do something above and beyond. And I just want to encourage you tonight. God's done some good things for you. Go back to the highlights. Go back to the highlight reels in your life. Go back to the stories that have got, happened in your life. Uh, the miracles. Uh, somebody encouraged me to, to go back. And I, I've got a podcast, a Wild God podcast. And, 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 and we just put on the, last, uh, the 300, 300th podcast already in, in the last, what, three years? About a hundred podcasts a, a, a year. And somebody told me, you need to go back and listen to Miracle Monday. If you, if you haven't ever heard our Miracle Monday, go to that podcast and listen to Miracle Monday. Because we were in a battle. We were in a situation. I mean, I can share it with you tonight if you want, but, or you can go and listen to it. But it's a powerful testimony of where God brought us from to where He's brought us to. I went back to that highlight reel. I, I listened to it the other night, and all I could do was cry because I knew if God did it for me then, He can do it for me again. And we had so many miracles happen on that one day. That's why we called it a Miracle Monday had so many miracles happen on that one Monday. It was tremendous how God poured out His Spirit and blessed us. All I did is I went back to my highlight reels. The, the things that happened in my life, in my past. Sometimes you just got to go back to your highlight reels. You may be in the battle right now, but just go back to a highlight reel. When you won the victory. Miss Andrea, go back to that highlight reel. When you was out of a job for so many years, so many months. And God turned it all around. And gave you an increase. Gave you an increase. You know what he did? He restored everything that the enemy tried to steal from you. And he, you know what he did? He just made it stronger. You know what God did? He put a knot in it. <laughs> He put a knot in it. Look for the knots in, in your life. Look for them highlight reels. Go back to them. Reflect back on them. It's your story. Cameron, think of your story. Think of your highlights. Where God brought you from. Where God brought Debbie, think of where God brought you from. To where He's taken you. He's taken us from glory to glory to glory. Each one of us, each one of us tonight, he's restoring us, and you're coming out of the battle. Thanks for listening. We hope you will stay connected by subscribing to our podcast and becoming a partner to our ministry. Go to BreakthroughEvangelism.com for our evangelism ministries and EpicenterChurchOK.com to connect with our church. Be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms. We want you to be blessed.